Amanda Leitner, and welcome to Rochester Rising, where we amplify the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 175 of the podcast today. So today on the podcast, I got to talk with local Rochester resident Manasseh Kimbaki, who is the founder and president of Hope Fuse. So Manasseh is a native of Barron Springs, Michigan, but he's really lived all over the place. We talk about his journey um, in high school, where he went to high school in Connecticut, uh, where he got a basketball scholarship to play basketball in the Boston area, but kept getting injured. Um, We talk about his journey um, from Connecticut out to Austin, Minnesota, to Florida, and finally back to the Winona and Rochester region, and what drove him to really start um, the nonprofit organization that he runs, Hope Fuse, which he feels has been a calling for him to do his whole life. So Hope Fuse is a local nonprofit, and it was founded to explore and address solutions to the crippling impact of generational poverty in the lives of at-risk youth and overall youth in Rochester, Minnesota. This is uh, a way Manasseh saw that he could give back to the community and that he could mentor kids and develop leaders. Hope Fuse enacts its programming on site at local schools as well as in their Hope Fuse office in Southeast Rochester. So in addition to talking about Hope Fuse, we also talk about uh, how Manasseh has been navigating this time of COVID-19 and isolation and how he's been fo- using it to focus on what's important um, in his personal life and at Hope Fuse. So we sat down to record this podcast in late March So really at the beginning stages of the isolation or the quarantine period here in Minnesota. So we had a great conversation with Manasseh on the podcast here today, and you can learn more about what he's doing at Hope Fuse on their website at hopefuse.com. And we have links to that as well as their social media in our show notes. So you can check that out there. So Rochester Rising is the storytelling arm of Collider, which is a Rochester-based 501c3 nonprofit that supports entrepreneurs through events, education, space, and storytelling. Rochester Rising was launched almost four years ago to amplify stories of Rochester entrepreneurs through insightful original content. So in addition to our podcast, you can find articles and video content on our website at rochesterrising.org. And you can find our podcast pretty much wherever you listen in to podcast content, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on our website, and we also post our podcast on our YouTube channel. So you can check it out there as well. All right, so now on to the podcast today with Manasa Kambaki and Hope Fuse. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for doing this today via Zoom. <laughs> it definitely helps to see people's faces too when you're talking, so it makes it a little better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll just start off by asking you. You know, how did you originally get to the Rochester area? So, long story short, uh, I graduated high school in Connecticut. Um, had a, a basketball scholarship to go play uh, in Boston area. Um, so then I went out there and actually, you know, kind of ended up getting injured. Um, and some other things happened where I actually went back home to New Haven, Connecticut, and actually uh, did some rehab and kind of just trying to get myself out of the uh, the whole depressed zone, you know. So that kind of took a couple months. And, you know, the only time that I would actually leave the house is if, uh, you know, I went to pick up my siblings from school 
And then when we also went to church, um, you know, I started after about, mm, I want to say three to four months, I started actually getting back in the gym and actually, you know, working on my game again. So that's basketball. I started working out. I should just try to get myself back into, back into, you know, just get that life back. Um, so, and then after that, you know, my cousin that was actually living here in, uh, in Minnesota, uh, told me about, you know, this small school in Riverland, uh, Riverland in Austin, Minnesota. So I was like, well, you know what? I really don't want to move to Minnesota. Um, but just to, you know, get away from everything that's going on here, you know, why not? You know, so I talked to my parents about it, talked to my dad. Uh, my dad was game. Uh, kind of had a, kind of bringing it a little softer to my mother. Um, and, you know, eventually she was like, okay, you know. After about a month, she kind of, she kind of was like, okay, you know, I think that'd be a good idea. I think you're, um, I think you're old enough to kind of go by yourself and, you know, mom's always going to worry about you. So she gave me the okay. Um, so that was the green light for me to, you know, pack my stuff and, and come to Austin, Minnesota, where it was, it was a, it was a shock, you know, coming from a big city to come into Austin, Minnesota. And, and you know, the, the first thing I, I remember vividly was just the drive from the Twin Cities to Austin where it's just nothing but corn, uh, farms, small towns, and then uh, get to Austin, Minnesota, and it just smelled horrible. <laughs> yeah, was, got that hog smell. <laughs> the hog smell was the worst. I remember I remember puking. Yeah. Uh, the first time I smelled it, I was like, you know what? I, I think this is not going to work for me. Um, so then, you know, I ended up going there, started studying uh, human services at Riverland Community College there. And I was also on the, uh, the men's basketball team. Um, but just the level of competition wasn't the same to what I was used to. Uh, so then I kind of, you know, I kind of just fell out of love with the game of basketball. And then um, I moved out to Winona. I attended Winona State for a little bit and also did some uh, psychology courses at a community college there, you know, just to save some money. And then I was going to move and then go to Canada, actually, <laughs> and, uh, go to school and, uh, and play some uh, professional basketball out there. Um, so then went down to Florida to live with my parents, you know, work on my game and, you know, get stronger. Um, and again, I ended up actually spraining my knee, you know, so all the ligaments in my knee, uh, I sprained those. And I think that was um, the icing on the cake for my mother. You know, she said, OK, I think this is this is enough for you with basketball. Um, and she actually told me, she's like, you know, what? I don't even want to hear anything about basketball anymore. You know, just focus on something else, you know, with your life. Um, so I was just like, well, I'm just going to focus on school. So then I went to Winona State, um, and that's when I started, you know, just trying to focus on school. And then, but that itch was always there, you know, to, to want to play at that, at that, you know, the high level is, is, you know, as competitive as I am as a person and, and an athlete. That's just one thing that just, I guess, has kept me here in Minnesota for the longest is just uh, never to give up and, you know, just quit when I'm doing something. Yeah, it's definitely not a, no, no, no. Not a climate for the for the faint of heart, that's for sure. I think when I first, my first no. like, experience here, it was like winter and I flew into Minneapolis and like the first time you fly in there, I, I felt like I was going to land on the road. Like it just flies <laughs> so close over, you know, whatever that is there. I can't even remember at this point, but uh, yeah, that was crazy. I was like, are we landing? And it was all, you know. It was probably like minus twenty. It was all snow and ice, and <laughs> not a good, not a good start. It was not a good start, but you know, we both stayed here, so there's something That's keeping good. me here. <laughs> good. Um, 
So we wanted to talk about Hope Fuse today. Um, So, yeah. So when was um, this nonprofit started and what is your mission? Yeah. So uh, before I even jump into that, I just want to, you know, thank you for the donation uh, for the good work you you did there on Facebook. Um, So Hope Fuse actually started, um, I want to say a couple years ago where our oldest, you know, it goes back to me being in high school and, uh, and then, you know, just watching uh, athletes that always wanted to give back to their community because my dream was to play in the NBA. Uh, you know, I had the skill set, I have everything. And then I just looked at, okay, what am I going to do once I have that platform? You know, once I have the financials to actually give back to the community, what would I want to do with that? Uh, one thing that I wanted to do was actually, um, my goal was to go back to Barron Springs, Michigan, where, you know, that's my hometown, uh, and actually just build a gym, build a gym for the kids where it's free, where they could go there um, and just, you know, utilize that and and, and, and stay off the streets, you know, so some, something positive for them to do. Uh, so that was like a way of that I thought about leaving my legacy um, and just giving back to my community. You know, so when I look at Whole Fuse, it's just a way that I could give back to the kids that are, you know, underprivileged, that don't have the resources that come from you know, low income or, um, you know, just uh, a broken family home. Um, but then again, you know, kids that come from a, a great family structure, they also need a mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, uh, the focus and the mission beyond Whole Fuse is just to, to mentor kids, to develop leaders, uh, to bring that purpose out of every youth, um, you know, because everybody has a unique, a unique gift. Now, our, our thing is, you know, just to, to polish that and fine tune it and also bring that purpose so that, you know, once we bring purpose in, in uh, the youth is life, um, you, you know, we get to see, uh, you know, one, we get to see less crime, uh, you know, and, and we just want to, in a nutshell, we just want to create leaders. We want to build them and actually set them up to the, the highest that they could go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at your website yesterday and it seems like you have, or my understanding is you have kind of three main programs, Spark, North Star, and Student Athlete. Um, You want to talk a little bit about kind of the services um, that you offer. And it seems like, at least my understanding is you partner a lot with organizations like schools, but then you also have your, um, your building out there on, on Marion road uh, in Southeast Rochester, right? Yes, that's right. So uh, with the spark program, so the spark program is actually our biggest uh, platform, you know, because that one is more like a character building. So that's what the kids are youth uh, boys and girls from ages 10 to uh, 10 to 16. You know, so with that, you know, we want to start young and actually build them and actually, you know, create like a vision board so they can see, OK, this is what I want to be when I grow up. Or this is what I want to do to get where I need to be. You know, so our goal as mentors, as, uh, as you know, as teachers, as a positive uh, adults is, you know, to, to get those kids to where they need to get. You know, so part of the, the, the SPARK program, you know, like I mentioned, is just that character building, um, you know, just showing them having a structure, the discipline to actually focus in school and then also have an after school program. Um, so what we do with that is, you know, we partner with the um, YMCA, Rochester YMCA, we have a partnership with them. And what we do is, you know, we, we have kids that go there and we focus on uh, fitness and wellness. Uh, so the other two programs that we have actually that uh, kind of go correlate with all the programs that we already have and that are on the website is uh, we have a dance team uh, which is a dance program where that, you know, that's for both boys and girls. But again, the main purpose of the dance program is to empower girls because I feel like there's not enough programs out there that empower women in general. 
You know, so if we could start at a younger age and just empower them, you know, build that self-confidence, that self-worth, and then just that value, um, I think that goes a long way. And then, you know, we look at the North Star program. So, you know, the North Star program, that's the purpose in place. You know, so now, you know, you're a little bit older, you know, you're about, a, you know, freshman, sophomore. Uh, but the sophomore year is, is very vital with our program. It's, that's where we want to fine tune and actually get that young adult to actually understand what, you know, consequences and repercussions for your actions. You know, because before you get to the age of 18, we want you to understand that everything that you do can follow you either in a positive way or in a negative way for the rest of your life. You know, so if we, we show, you know, a young adult how to uh, follow that and follow the path, you know, deter them from that, you know, you know, reduce suspension, reduce, uh, you know, teen, teenage parenting. You know, that's an, a, another one of the outcomes that we actually measure in, in, in what we do as a program. Um, and then, you know, the student athlete program, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I love sports. Uh, so going, going back and looking at, okay, what would I, what did I benefit from or what did I know before I even went to college? You know, I, I had the, the benefit and, and the opportunity to actually play with guys, you know, my junior year, senior year. Um, actually goes back to my freshman year in high school where I played with guys that played overseas. I played with guys that played in the NBA. You know, so those guys actually kind of, you know, mentored me how to go about uh, basketball and also school. You know, so I had those people outside of my, my, my parents. I had people that were like, OK, you know, this is what you want to do. So, you know, you got to make sure your character on and off the field on and off the court, uh, talk about grace, the importance of how you carry yourself as an individual. Uh, so that goes into what this, uh, the student athlete program is. You know, we talk about many different things. Um, you know, for anybody that's out there, you know, just go on the website and you can kind of see exactly what each program in, entails. So you work with kids from a variety of different ages um, in the Rochester area. Um, how do the kids typically find Hope Fuse and get connected into your program? Yeah, so uh, right now, as you know, the first year, um, you know, we're doing professional referrals. You know, so we get referrals from the schools, um, you know, uh, the, the county, and also, you know, anybody that, that might see uh, a kid actually really needs it. You know, so how they could get in the program is, you know, we have an application process or uh, software on our website. Uh, so as a mentee, you know, just go to programs, you hover over programs and you click on mentee and it has it's about four to five pages that you go through and just apply for that youth. So anybody that's under the age of 18 actually needs their parent or guardian to actually fill out that, that document. Uh, and anybody that's over the age of 18, because we, we do work with uh, youth until the age of 21. Okay. Uh, so they go through that and then that application actually comes to me and then I review it. Uh, but the part of the process before I even accept the application is I want the parent and also the student, the mentee, to actually come take a tour of our building. Uh, because my main focus is that when the individual comes in here, they feel at peace, they feel safe in this environment. And they, the last thing I want is for, uh, you know, a youth to feel like this is something that a parent um, or a school or anybody, an adult is forcing this on them. So I want them to kind of kind of feel that environment and the culture and also, you know, just to feel comfortable and, and, and also want it. Because if you don't want something, it's really not going to work for you. You know, so that's what we we we, we like to to have people come to the building. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You can't force something. It has to be, you know, you want to do this. And, you know, like you said, you feel comfortable and, you know, it's a place you belong. Exactly. Um, 
So why is this something that you're passionate about? Why are you driven to do this? Well, to, to answer that question, you know, this, is, this has been the calling for me. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, I wanted to be a basketball player. I wanted to play in the NBA, either the NBA or overseas in Australia. And my thing was, you know, I wanted to, that's what I wanted to do. So that's what I thought, you know, this is what I want to do in my life. And then after basketball, you know, I want to mentor kids or I want to help kids. Because I've always loved working with kids. Even when I was, you know, 10, 10 years old, I've always had a passion to, you know, to work with kids, just to, um, to just that connection that I have with youth and, and, and people in general is just something special that's, uh, you know, skill and uh, something that I've been blessed with. Um, you know, so my, my passion behind it is, you know, I just want to help kids as much as I can, um, you know, because for everyone that we help, you know, the slogan is each one teach one, you know, it goes a long way. And if I could make a difference in one person's life, that could go a long way and that person could make a difference in the next person. And that could be just a community and a collective um, bargain that we could do here at Hope Fuse. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little, about, little bit about the team you have at Hope Fuse? Because you have a pretty stacked board. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, who, who kind of is your support system there with this organization? Yeah, so my support system, actually, it goes back uh, until, you know, my, my, young, my young childhood, adulthood, and uh, just people that I've built relationships with in the past year. So, you know, I have, uh, I have my father on there, my uncle. I have a couple of close friends from when I was in Connecticut um, and also to when I was my, my days went on the state, you know, so my thing is I, I, I like to build connections. Um, and, you know, when you go to college or when you're growing up in general, you know, um, you, you find those people that you're going to be around you for a lifelong. You know, so those are the ones that, you know, I talk to about, you know, just anything, you know, if I need to talk to about, you know, just vent about, hey, you know, this is what's going on at Hope Fuse. Uh, you know, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. Uh, these people, everybody on my board has been uh, influential. Uh, they've also helped me. And those are the people that I know if I need advice and not need to hear what I want. These are the people that tell me um, exactly what, what needs to happen. And, you know, I think by having a strong foundation as uh, my board and also my staff, um, it also helps me as a, as a the leader of Hope Fuse grow. And also putting that, um, you know, empowering people around me, you know, because I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Uh, so having people around me that are, you know, confident, um, that have knowledge is, is very important. Yeah. No, that's so important to have people that push you and help you think a different way. Exactly. <laughs> um, absolutely. So, yeah, I my understanding is that you've had um, a lot of experience in nonprofits before, but um, now you're leading this one. So how did you, how do you, how do you learn and figure out how, how to take that leadership role? And I know sports are a great way to do that as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, some days, you know, I have to pinch myself that, you know, I'm, I am the founder and president of this organization that's going to be expanding and just growing. Um, you know, so as you mentioned, I have, I have experience working in, in other nonprofits uh, for about the last uh, 10 years before I, I even uh, ventured off to start my own nonprofit. You know, it's just looking at how uh, certain things were run in different organizations and actually picking from each organization and kind of making it to uh, what Hope Fuse is. So, you know, the way I treat my employees or the way that I hold my board meetings or the way that I interact with uh, our mentees and the staff and networking is, is all important. It all comes from my experience with different organizations and, you know, just looking at the way that I would go about doing things different if I was a leader 
if I was a supervisor. And now I can say as, as, as a president of this organization, I want it to be different um, compared to any other organization that's in town. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, right now we can't, um, uh, it would be remiss not to talk about COVID-19 and how that's kind of affecting yeah. <laughs> everything, that we're, everything that we're doing. Um, so, you know, can, how has that impacted what you're doing at Hope Few? Is like, can you still have kids out to the facility or how does that, how has it impacted your day-to-day operations? Yeah, so here at Hope Fuse, it's actually impacted us a great deal. Uh, we actually, uh, you know, we, we've been on lockdown here for about a week and a half. And now with the uh, governor, uh, you know, putting that executive order. So we're actually going to be shut down for another, um, I think that's 10 or 12 days there. Yeah. So hopefully after, you know, that, that April 10th deadline, uh, hopefully maybe we can bring in, you know, students, maybe no more than 10. And actually, you know, continue to practice that social distance, you know, six feet apart and actually having those students come here and, and continue to do the e-learning continue to have a mentor, uh, helping them apply for colleges. Um, unfortunately, we don't know how the, the, this summer is going to look, but our goal was to have, you know, our juniors and seniors actually participate in some internships and apprenticeships with uh, other businesses that we have a partnership with and continue to have talks about partnering and kind of helping these young adults to kind of accelerate and build that uh, experience before they even graduate from high school. Yeah, I feel like this is hardest on some of the kids because, you know, you're at home, you're bored, you know, you're not engaged or stimulated and, you know, you want to be around your friends and it's just not, that's just so hard. It's hard. It's hard, you know, and and that's why I'm hoping that, you know, after um, the quarantine um, is is uplifted that, you know, we could have this youth that actually come here. So this would be like a breath of fresh air Mm -hmm. where you could come here, you know, you could shoot pool, you could talk, you could do things that, you know, getting out of your environment, getting out of that the house that you're just in there, you're stuck, you can't go anywhere. And actually, you know, coming here and, and you know, letting loose and, you know, just enjoy life and still doing the academic part. Yeah. Um, how has this affected you kind of personally? How are you dealing with it? I know you have kids too. So how is your, like, how are your, you mentally, like, getting through each day? What's your strategy? Yeah, so for me, um, this is going to sound weird, but for me, this is, this has actually been a, a blessing in disguise. Okay. Um, I get to focus and, you know, spend time with family, uh, spend time with my son, and also just fine-tune everything that I want to see with, with, you know, any rough edges that um, I see with Hope Fuse. I just go back in there and I kind of uh, fine-tune everything. So for me, this has been a blessing and actually just, um, you know, I get to sit back and actually see the impact of what, um, you know, my calling in, his li- in, in life is. Um, yeah. And then only thing that um, it's, it's really affected me is just not being able to, to, to be busy, which is good <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. So I needed that. <laughs> no, I totally agree, though. I think it's a great time to, like, really look at your, your structure, your plans, and kind of how you're implementing that for, um, yeah, the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, it's certainly – it's just a really weird time, and we've been even – yeah, it's a good time to sit and strategize, but you feel like you just want to do something and it's hard. Now. Yes, yes. And, you know, uh, so I, I have the, the joy of living out in the country, uh, you know, so I have, you know, people can't go to the gym. Well, I have an elliptical and I have a treadmill and punching bag and all these other things that I need in my garage, you know, so I could still 
be active, I could still let out that, you know, that energy and uh, still work on my uh, self-care. Um, but, you know, this, you know, like I said before, this has just been a blessing, you know, because I know everything happens for a reason, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and God has, he does everything on purpose, for purpose and with the purpose. So um, out of this whole thing, I believe, I firmly believe that Hope Fuse is going to be even stronger and we're going to actually impact more lives. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of solidarity in like the small business and nonprofit community here in Rochester. So it definitely gives me hope that, yeah, this hopefully has made us kind of come together a little better. Definitely, Um, definitely. So I have some final questions here to take us to the end. And well, you'd said you're, you know, I might say not relaxing, but maybe not as busy. But so what are you reading or listening to right now? Actually, you know, I, on my way, on my way here, I was actually listening to Les Brown. Uh, okay. You know, so I try to listen to uh, just motivational things. Uh, you know, whenever I'm in the vehicle, I know it probably drives my my son crazy, but uh, that's just the way that Dad keeps you know his focus and uh, things going. I'm also reading a book besides my my grad school classes that I'm taking. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading the book. It's called uh, uh, Billionaire Success Habits. You know, and that one has actually kind of helped me. I've been reading that for about two months now. So it's kind of helped me um, kind of put, you know, family first, uh, put my uh, priorities in order. And actually, um, it's, it's, it's really helped me to actually be where I am today. Um, you know, everything that's in there um, correlates with my life and, you know, with my passion and, and my morals. Nice. Yeah, this is a great way for me to add to my reading list, too. It's really long at this point. <laughs> All these Definitely. suggestions from people. <laughs> yes, yes. How, how are you doing through this whole uh, COVID-19? Uh, you know, <clears throat> it's just kind of weird. I haven't realized how much I do like to interact with people, so that was kind of weird. I think it's amazing, too, how much, like, not that I want to do this forever. I could probably do it for another six weeks Um, But it's amazing how much like people can adapt. Um, Like you, I have like, I run so I can run outside. Um, We have some home gym equipment. So that would be like the biggest issue for me if I couldn't do that. So it's been okay. Um, My husband actually still does go to work and they'll probably still continue to because they're considered an essential service. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so everyone's not like trapped. But we do Zoom calls a lot. <laughs> so I feel like I'm on Zoom a lot. <laughs> the hardest thing actually has been, I've actually been a lot busier um, the past 10 days or so. And it's really hard just to turn off work. And I think I finally just got that figured out like within the last 48 hours. Because I felt like I was always, I mean, we probably put in a 70 hour or 80 hour week last week, which was crazy. Um it never turned off right. but I mean, that was kind of crisis mode but now it's like hopefully adjusting so yeah um I've been busy though so I'm thankful that I haven't like everyone's talking about all these movies they're watching and all these videos they're binging and I'm like I haven't even had time yet so exactly um so yeah same I mean I think you know once things quiet down a little bit, getting to think about strategy. So it kind of is a blessing in disguise because I have a ton of stuff I have to get through here that's sitting on my my floor in my office. So got to go in today before we get the lockdown and get my some of my equipment out of uh, my office space. But yeah, it's been um 
it hasn't been too bad yet. And I think we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's going to be impacted by this. You know, everybody, you know, it doesn't matter what occupation you are. I think this is, uh, you know, I was kind of joking with uh, one of my best friends back home. And I said, you know, this is, uh, you know, he's putting everybody in a timeout. Yeah. You know, where, you know, we have to kind of self-reflect and then kind of think about, you know, what's important. Yes, work and life is important, but then there's something else that's more important than that. You know, you know, spending that time with your husband and uh, and kind of building that, you know, going back to the, okay, this is why we're together. Yeah. You know, this is what's more important in life outside of, you know, work and running the business and, you know, everything that comes with uh, life as an American. Um, I think this will, this will help out a lot of people. Um, it might bring a lot of people to closer together. Yeah. So no, keep, keep, keep staying active. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's my, that's my goal. Um, I got to be careful on the snacks though. <laughs> Cause you're yes. the snacks are right there. So, but I, I do think, you know, it helps you focus on people and like helping too. Um, so that's been kind of what we've been, what I've been trying, trying to do in the priorities, right? The priorities. Yeah. So this is a good question for thinking about once this quarantine ends, but what's your favorite spot to be at in Rochester? Uh, besides the gym, I would say. I think maybe. Um, there's his own first. Okay. Nice. You because know, you, you get to see a bunch of uh, different people in their element. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody's not focused on work or busy. They're just enjoying the moment. Uh, you get to see, you know, uh, you get to see the, the beauty of the diversity that we have here in Rochester. And I feel, you know, the only time that we get to see that is, you know, in big gatherings such as Thursdays on First or uh, events that are taking place at the Mayo Civic Center. Um, but I, I would say that that's, been one of my favorite things to do and um now that i have a son he's you know 14 months old uh maybe we'll enjoy take you know going to the uh maybe we'll enjoy you know doing a couple things there on thursday on first and uh actually we're gonna have a booth there uh so my uh, myself and then also arch charities uh we're gonna have a booth on thursday on first so if you're over there you know stop over at the whole fuse and arch charity booth i will stop by that's a good one though too because i always think about that. And I think especially this year, it'll be like extra special once we get to like be able to have that many people in one spot. Yes. But I always think about that when it's about February and I'm walking down because I work right close to there. And oh, just that's right. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, in just a couple weeks, like six weeks, eight weeks, this is going <laughs> to be warm. This is going to be like packed. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be extra special this year for sure. That will be that's definitely going to be special. Yeah. Um, then my last question for you, um, who's been one local person or resource that has been essential for Hope Fuse? Oh, one person. Or resource, organization. I would say, um, creative to career. So Julie Brock, she's been, uh, she's been vital. Um, also have a lot of close close people that have been, um, you know, there with me and there, you know, there's some, some of them on the board. Uh, so Sarah Louise, um, Pastor Andre Crockett, um, you know, and just kind of seeing how Justin McNeil is, how he operates as a leader. Mm-hmm. 
you know, just how he's humble. So, you know, I'm trying to trying to pick pick his brain and just trying to meet different people, uh, you know, that wear different hats and actually just kind of, try, you know, trying to learn, uh, you know, because I'm a, I call myself a, a student of life. I was a life student. Nice. One of those. We can all do that. <laughs> we are all that. Yeah. Just have to take advantage of, yeah, the knowledge around you, right? The experience. <laughs> Hopefully. All right. So my final, final question for you, I'll ask you for any. All right. Make it easy yeah. now. Uh, yeah. I'll ask you for any final thoughts and where people can find out more about Hope Fuse and what you're doing. Yeah. So final thoughts. Um, I would just, you know, ask people to, to uh, you know, support us. Uh, I know it's hard to support a new nonprofit when there's uh, 669 <laughs> nonprofits still in town. Uh, but, you know, th- the goal and the mission of, of Hope Fuse, you know, is, is our core values, you know, integrity, dignity, honesty, and respect. You know, I think if we uh, help our youth understand those values, I mean, we could, we could actually see, uh, we could continue to enjoy uh, our lives here in Rochester. You know, that'll bring down the crime. And, and, and the way that we could go about that is to just have a community, uh, community, su- community support and, uh, you know, just to, to help Hope Fuse um, get to where we need to get to. Um, and I'll just ask, uh, you know, for businesses that are out there, for anybody that's listening, um, you know, if you want to support, if you want to make a donation, you know, just to visit our website, you know, that's hopefuse.com. Uh, you can make a donation there. You can also contact us um, via email or you can even call our office. Uh, so anything that you could do to kind of help and make a difference, um, that's, that'll be my ask. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate your time today being up for doing a Zoom podcast. <laughs> we still have to keep moving forward, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now, you know, I appreciate you, uh, you know, working with me and uh, kind of getting this together. And, um, you know, despite what's going on, uncertainty, you know, in the, in the world, I mean, we still, uh, we still have to move on with life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We have to keep whatever sense of normalcy we can. <laughs> definitely. But awesome. Well, I thank you so much for your time and for this wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much to Manasseh for joining us on the podcast today, being up for doing a Zoom call um, and for really sharing his story and his passion for what he's doing here in the community. So again, you can find Hope Fuse on their website at hopefuse.com and on social media, and you can find links to those in our show notes. You can link up with more of our content about entrepreneurs in the Rochester area on our website at rochesterrising.org. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so check us out there. The best way to stay up to date with our content, I think, is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. So this is the General Collider newsletter. It comes out every Sunday morning. And you not only will get our article content, but also stay up to date on different events and educational opportunities for entrepreneurs in the Rochester area. So it's a great resource um, to sign up for. And you can find a link for that. Sign up for our website on our website at rochesterrising.org. We're always looking for sponsors for our podcast. So if you listen in, if you enjoy the podcast... And if our mission to amplify stories of Rochester entrepreneurs aligns with yours, consider becoming a a sponsor of this podcast. Uh, For more information about that, you can just send us an email at rochesterrising at gmail.com, or you can fill out the form on our website as well, and we will be in touch. 
That's a wrap for us on the podcast today. Be sure that you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen in to your audio content so that you never miss a story of entrepreneurship and innovation coming out of Rochester, Minnesota. We'll be here next week with a brand new episode.